the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The decisions we make are deeply connected with the desires in or desires of our heart. Whether we know it or not, meaning whether it's conscious or subconscious. You know it because it's in your consciousness. You don't really know it because it's in your subconscious, but it's affecting you. You know, it's affecting the way you do things, the way you make decisions, what you do. Your subconscious has a way of affecting you like that. So, desires determine decisions. Desires determine decisions. And sometimes we don't even know our desires because they are deep-seated. They are deep, deep down there. Desires determine decisions. Our subconscious, our subconscious being is deep-seated. Our subconscious being is deep-seated. And it has a way of waking up out of sleep or waking out of sleep, especially in serious moments of our lives and affecting our choices in a good or a bad way. Let me say that again. Our subconscious being is deep-seated. And it has a way of waking out of sleep, especially in serious moments of our life and affecting our choices in a good way or a bad way. So because desires determine decisions, we should, we need to make sure our heart desires align with the will of God. How can we align our heart desires with divine desires? How can we align our heart desires with divine desires. In other words, how can divine desires become our desires? Or in other words, how can divine desires become our deep-seated delight, our subconscious being? How can divine desires become our deep-seated desires? How can divine desire become so deep on the inside of us, so seated on the inside of us? You know, let me give you an example. Maybe when you were growing up, you used to listen to a particular music. You know, that's the way you grew up. You listen to this music over and over and over and over again. You know, that music has gotten into your subconscious, has gotten right into you. Now you become a Christian. You are even what? A bishop. You are a preacher, whatever, you know. You haven't listened to that music in 20, 30 years. You haven't listened to that music at all. You won't advise anybody to listen to it because it's not good. It was in your you know, unbelieving days that you used to listen to it. Now, you are in a place and they are playing that music. What do you begin to do? If somebody will look at your feet, you begin to tap your feet. You begin to move some way, somehow. And unless you catch yourself or somebody catches you, <laughs> you will do that. Because that thing went right into your spirit being, into your, into, your, into your being now, and it's still there. Even though it's been dormant for years, and lo and behold, you know, you are put in that environment again, and that thing just connects with what is already deposited in your heart, and you begin to move with it. That's how our deep desires, our subconscious being, 
affect our decisions. So we want to make sure that the word of God, the spirit of God, the things of God, the desires of God become our deep desires so that whatever the situation may be, we will have the propensity, the tendency, the inclination, the disposition to make excellent choices no matter what the condition is. Amen. Because if that is not the case, when we are in serious situation, when we are distressed, when we are in a stressful situation, distressed, when we are emotionally challenged, we'll make it a wrong decision. We'll make the decision based on what's in, what is in our subconscious. God forbid that we be like Moses. Hmm? Who, when he was stressed, I mean, he had been stressed many times in the past. Many, many times in the past, he had been stressed. And whenever he was stressed, he would fall down before the Lord. He will cry to the Lord. He will not say anything bad. He will not let any bad thing come out of his mouth. I mean, he was stressed to the point of him saying to God, I think, take me out of here. I don't want to see my wretchedness. You know, this, this, this is too much. This weight is too much. How can I carry them alone? He cried to God. How can I carry them alone? But they keep pressing him. I mean, they kept pressing him. They kept pressing him. They kept pushing him. They pushed him to the brim. Pushed him to the edge. And the Lord said, go and speak. Speak to the rock. Oh. Instead of speaking to the rock, what did he do? He struck the rock. Two things came together there. He struck the rock because what? That's what he did before. I don't know how many times he had done that. Maybe there were also other times that he had done that that, that are not written in the book. But he had done that before. That's what he was used to. He used to take his rod and, and do something with the rod. Whether stretching the rod, whether you know, doing something with the rod. So when the Lord said, go speak, he just grabbed the rod. Because that's what he had used many times. That had become part of him. But also, they aggravated him. They aggravated him. And uh, we know about the personality of the life of Moses. He could be easily angry. Hmm? When he saw an Egyptian maltreating an Hebrew man, what did he do? He killed the Egyptian. And the next day when he saw two Hebrew men fighting, and just arguing between each other, and he tried to intervene and say, please don't fight. He said, who made you a judge over us? Who made you a master over us? You want to kill me or kill us like you killed the, the Egyptian yesterday? He was afraid and he fled. But it was his hot temper that made him to kill an Egyptian. Amen. But his hot temper had been, had been tempered by the power of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. He had become so soft. He had become so soft. But the thing, the anger is still in there some way, somehow. And though it had not come up for many, many years, when he was pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, he became angry and he acted unwisely and he spoke unwisely. Shall we get water out of this rock for you? Shall we get water out of this rock for you? As if he was the one, as if you know, they were the ones to get water for them. And so you don't make Decisions, there are things you don't do when you are angry. Amen. 
very, very, very important. When we are upset, when you are upset, I mean, we do get upset. That's not the time to make serious decisions. It's better to calm down. It's better to, you know, get low. If you need to walk away, you know, if you need to lay low, so to say, do that. It's only in your right mind, in your sound mind, in your excellent mind that you can make excellent decisions. If not, you're going to make wrong decisions. Amen. So, our desires determine our decisions. Our deep-seated feeling, our deep-seated desires determine our decisions. So, we desire that divine desires become our desires. Divine desires become our deep-seated delight, our subconscious being, our leaning, our inclination, our gravitation, our disposition, our tendency, our propensity. We desire that divine desires become our desires, become our deep-seated delight. We desire that divine desires become our subconscious being. We, de- we desire that divine desires become our leaning, our inclination, our gravitation, our disposition, our tendency, our propensity. So that even if we are, are walking out of sleep in the middle of the night, that's what we gravitate toward. Amen. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. How is the word of Christ going to dwell in you richly? Proverbs chapter 2. I love this. Proverbs chapter 2. Turn to Proverbs chapter 2 from verse 1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands, hmm, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your heart to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, Yes, if you cry out for discerning, that's still for wisdom, and lift up your voice for understanding, then you will have wisdom. So it's only as you receive his words or receive his wisdom, only as you receive, as you treasure, as you incline, as you apply your heart to, as you cry out for, cry out for, as you lift up your voice for wisdom, that you're going to receive wisdom. You see all of that? It's only as you treasure, incline, apply your heart, cry out for wisdom, lift up your voice for wisdom, that you receive wisdom. Wisdom doesn't just come to anyone. It's only those who cherish wisdom. Only those who treasure wisdom. Only those who seek for wisdom. Only those who cry out for wisdom. I want wisdom. I need wisdom. And they look out for wisdom. That will get wisdom. So let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. How is it going to, the word of Christ going to dwell in you richly? If you look out for the word of Christ. Romans 12, 2 says, uh, Do not be conformed to this world. May be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Do not be conformed to this, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
the word of God being the renewing or the renewer of your mind gives you the ability to test or to prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. If your mind is renewed regularly, vain things don't get settled in your heart and become a part of your permanent consciousness or subconsciousness. Let me say that again. If your mind is being renewed regularly, vain things don't get settled in your heart so that they become part of your permanent consciousness of subconsciousness. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.